Is it episode 65? It is. That pa- you know what? That paper looked very pliable. Usually you have a, a like clipboard. A, ch- a clipboard. Yeah. Where, where's the clipboard? So my husband needed a clipboard in a hurry sometime during the week. And I was like, here you go. And now I I don't know where it is. I think it's in his car. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't have it. And I know my lack of professionalism is unacceptable. <laughs> No, no, your professionalism, you're right on track. You're right up there with Walter Cronkite and Edward R. Murrow. You're the best of the best of the best. That's why we're here. Now, I am going to have to revisit my contract and make sure I'm compensated correctly for Right, this inconvenience. This inconvenience, exactly right. (laughs) Listen, we are here. I thought I would bring someone special with me today here today, okay? Mm. I have brought my pet spider, Fangula. Okay, because this is something my wife used to. Well, she still cuts my hair. She's been cutting my hair since probably 1990. We started dating in 89. Beauty school. She did the whole thing. She was going to do her whole. She's going to have her own little place and set up. And then she's like, no, I don't think so. And she's great at it. Oh, my God. Nobody use a bowl and scissors and gives me a Mo Howard like she can. Okay, she's great. But she has been, she really has been uh, cutting my hair uh, for decades now. Right. You know, back in the day, a haircut was eight bucks, two dollars, right. tip ten dollars. Today, you're talking thirty five dollars for a haircut. So, you know, Insane. add that. Yeah, I mean, every month and a half, she's cutting my hair. So, do the math on that. I mean, that adds yeah. up to thousands of dollars a year. Anyways, wow, uh, that's that out of the way. Why my hair <laughs> looks the way that it does? It looks like a a creeping fern. It's just. You know, there's not a lot of men in your age group that are going to feel bad about all your hair. <laughs> Listen, it's all relative, okay? It's all relative. Just think about all those bald guys, how lucky they yeah. are. No thought into how they have to style their hair, hair products. They don't got to worry about what they just go because they're bald, right. man. Right. Yeah. Bald. No snow on the roof. So, anyways, silver lining. So, here's the thing. Uh, recently we've had some really big, uh, news from, uh, people that we've interviewed, but also friends of ours, Stacy, what's been happening in that world? Yeah. So we have Derek Wayne Johnson. I saw this post a little bit ago, his hometown of Carthage, Texas has their own walk of fame and they put up this picture, uh, or Derek put up this picture and it's him there with his plaque. And it's just I was like, you know, when your nice. hometown recognizes you, that's that's so exciting. And there was just Absolutely. a cute little a cute little mishap. There's two M's in filmmaker, and I guess the first one only had one M and then they corrected it. So um yeah, so we just wanted to say congratulations to him because because <laughs> yeah. De- Derek is a great film acre. So that's wonderful. <laughs> Derek, congratulations. You know, we love you. We are so proud of all the hard work you put in, not only for the Rocky community, but for film in in its totality. So thanks, buddy. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, sweet. Um, Then Robert Bruzio, this is a big deal. You know, he's a writer and he had bottom of the ninth and there's nothing like validation. And, you know, what is it's the... um, let me say it right. Academy of Arts and Sciences Library has him officially listed as a writer in there. That is a big Whoa. deal. So I wanted to say congratulations to him. You know what that's like? Mm-hmm. That's if like Planet Hollywood had a pair of my undershorts hanging in a cage on the wall. <laughs> that's what that's like. 
the honor of having my boxers hanging above a dinner table in Planet Hollywood. Robert, congratulations. Nicely done. Nicely yep. done. Very nicely done. So that's exciting. And then my other one is Lorenzo. He, uh, his movie is out, but it just got listed on Tubi. So that's, gotcha. that's a big deal. You know, the more these writers, filmmakers, these shows, you know, they're trying to get out there on yeah. like Pluto and, you know, Tubi's a big one to get on. Yes, it is. So yes, it I is. just wanted to say congratulations to Lorenzo. His American Hunt story um, is now available on Tubi. That was, that was American yeah. Hunt? Hun, H-U-N, oh, Hun, Hun. American okay. Hun story. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Congratulations. Um, That's yeah. fantastic. Anytime anyone can bring their dream to the front, up the front of the class, so yeah. all everyone can see it. This is a huge thing because so many other people, they have that dream. They have that drive, but somehow falls short. But Lorenzo kept punching. So punching. congratulations. Yeah. How does Adrian help Rocky? To teach him how to fight. Adrian teaches Rocky how to fight? Now, Adrian's pretty special to Rocky, right? Yeah. All right. Say, yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. What is so special about Adrian? Uh, I mean, every man needs a woman mentally, or they'll just go insane. And what does Adrian do for Rocky? Support him. In what ways? Cheering him on. Yeah. Let me hear your best. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Adrian Balboa. Seen here. What is so special about Adrian and how does she contribute to Rocky's success? Rocky wouldn't be Rocky without Adrian, in my opinion. Because every time he's down on himself or not believing in himself, she reminds him of who he is. And really, she's stronger than Rocky in that sense, because you have to be stronger than a giant to pull him up. Adrian Balboa, very special. I think the, the great thing about Adrian is it shows that when you find the right partner, together, you accomplish things. Rocky's working out, Rocky's training, Rocky's in the ring, but like in Creed, one where Rocky says, I'm working on this. And that's what she was doing. When he was falling down, she was telling him to get up. And Rocky, the best champion of all time, wouldn't be that without Adrian. Well, you know, uh, today on the on the podcast, we have a we have a very interesting guest. Uh, there's something I want to talk about. Did our guest get here yet? Not quite yet. No. Nope. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we may we may go uh, a little a slightly a little long on something here before we bring our guest in, and you're gonna love her. I mean, she really rocks. She does. Yeah. Um. So you guys know that there has been a spinoff to the Rocky mythology. Now I'm not gonna mention the name. Um, of of the spinoff you guys probably put two and two together so the third spinoff is coming out march 3rd i think and it's a very frustrating time for rocky fans and there's a great deal of suspect i think that a lot of hardcore rocky fans are feeling about the motivate the motivating factors about the creators of this spinoff okay mm -hmm. um Honestly, it, 
if if their judgment comes in, if you're doubting where they're coming from, uh, from a place of integrity and honesty, it kind of voids the whole thing. It's very, very frustrating. And and I'm going to show something. Uh, Stacy and I are going to show something right now. Um, Stacy, I want you to show a picture of uh, both Rocky and Apollo from the first fight. I want you to show this picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, take a good look at this. No doubt about it. There you go. You got the ref. You got Apollo in a great action pose and Rocky recoiling from the punch. Mm-hmm. Now, in the spinoff uh, on this new one, there is a, a, a scene where one of the protagonists goes into this shrine-like area they have in their house, and they are looking at pictures on the wall. And there's a set of red boxing gloves from the original fight, and there is a photograph. Stace, would you put that up? There you go. Now, you guys, I don't know, maybe pause uh, uh, YouTube right now for a second. Get mm-hmm. up close. I wish I, I wish I had sent the picture a little bit better, but I think you guys can kind of tell what that is. That is Apollo Creed punching invisible air. In yeah. other words, Rocky has been digitally erased out of this. Yeah. Stacy, you said something just a little while ago. This is one of the reasons why we're not going to the theater to see this. Um, this is a giant slap in the face to every single Rocky fan that has ever existed. Yeah. Now, I understand they're going to take this film into a new direction. I get that. I actually don't have an issue with that per se. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with trying to erase history. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Stace? I, uh, the lack of gratefulness, you know, I think we need to practice gratefulness every day. Mm-hmm. And I think... He was handed the golden ticket of all ah, this yeah. cinema history, <laughs> you know, right, and to, right. to, to be handed that part of cinema history and then to, oh, just delete him out of it. Yeah. And then whenever you just, I never saw this picture until today. I already wasn't interested. For, I've said it a hundred times. No Rocky, no Watchy. I'm not, yeah, that's it. Right, okay. right, right. And now you're, you take an extra step to airbrush Stallone out of that photo. Yeah. That talk about the nail on the coffin. There's arrogance there and there's a lack of gratefulness. And I just I'm not spending my money to see it. I I I that totally turned me off. Yeah. So it was very, very frustrating. To me, you know, I uh I belong to an online uh a chat space. I don't even know what this is called, website, whatever. It's called the Stallone Zone. Yeah. And it's a very small community. Last time I checked, there was 13, 1400 members and there's only maybe 100 active members and mm-hmm. I think really only like 20 that post all the time. And uh, I've been very disappointed that that site by the moderators and the guy who created it, they've allowed the the um promotion uh, or the legitimization of this spinoff series. And uh, one of the, one of the guys there, his screen name is judge Rico. And I really like him because I've been watching his posts for years now and he really does take the high road. He takes, um, um, 
he he's neutral on things that are suspect at first. Mm -hmm. And he wrote something that was very, very important. He said, we now see the spinoff franchise films as something forced and shoehorned. I thought, mm. ah, that's it. It's yeah, it's forced. Now, the first one, I will admit there was some organic chemistry that was there. Yeah. That there was. I, 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 I have to admit that. Right. But going on, there was an awful lot of behind the scene baggage that went on. Yeah. Uh, Stallone was treated very inappropriately. It was a very down. Well, on on the uh, what's the name of the podcast with his uh, uh, wonderful kids? What's what the hell is that name? Unwaxed. Uh, OK, unwaxed. OK, yeah. so if you guys want, please Google unwaxed. Mm -hmm. It's with Stallone and his wife, Jennifer, and they're being interviewed by their yes. kids. Yes. When I tell you it's a wonderful interview, it's a wonderful interview. I know you guys watching us right now already probably know, but if there's someone new, you haven't seen this, go watch it. Sly, yeah. his daughters asked them, what was your worst movie ever? He said, Creed 2. That's what he said. It's the only time I'm going to mention that name. And yeah. he said it was the most volatile, difficult time he's ever had. You're talking about a man who's been over 50 years in the film industry. He's yeah. had some horrible moments with uh, studio executives and he names this one as a seasoned patriarch of the film business as one of the greatest icons there is mm. they can still treat a man like Sylvester Stallone with such deep disrespect during that movie these are some only some of the reasons why mm. I will not pay to see it why Stacy will not pay to see it um uh, right now, Sylvester Stallone is writing his autobiography. This is not a secret. He mentioned this before in interviews. Um, I mean, you got to know where to look to find it, but he has. Um, and he mentioned it uh, in a message to me once that he was mm -hmm. not name dropping, but I guess maybe I am name dropping. Hey, but, but you can. I can. <laughs> technically, I can. And I hope he gives us an expanded view of this, of yeah. the way it affected him. And I can tell you, this third spinoff, that's going to happen is affecting him deeply. Stacy, before we move on, I want I want you to play something, but before you play something, I want you to is there anything you'd like to add to this before we walk out of this? No, we we've said it. I I'm just I'm I'm offended by the ungratefulness. I I cannot stand it when people do not see how blessed they are. He how yeah. lucky. Talk about one in a billion, one in 9 billion yeah. to be handed that. And the ungratefulness makes my skin crawl so yeah, me too. I, I can't i can't <laughs> the way i will always remember the last image of rocky on screen the way i see the character um is this stacy would you hit the video yes you know i could have done nothing without you
Tears. Okay. I know. Uh, I know. Gets me every time. This is how I see the character because to me, the mm-hmm. character is out there. He's he's in the ether. It, it, when you yeah. go to Philadelphia, if you're walking around, you're going to the museums, you're taking my tour, the old Philly Rocky film tour. Yeah. You feel like Rocky could be walking around the corner, or maybe his white Adrian's van is going to be running down, walking, uh, driving down the street. Yes. It, it's he's still there and he's always going to be there. And uh, no matter what happens to him in this alternate universe, that is how I'm going to see the uh, the 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 character when I. um, Yeah. yeah, So. So do we have a guest? We have a guest. Oh, Oh, forget about it. Ah. So like Derek, like Lorenzo and uh, Robert Bruzio, we have an actress, a writer, a director. Her name is Kirsty Strain. I'm going to bring her in right here. She took your tour and we're going to talk about that too. Hang on. Here she is. Hi, Kirsty. Hello. How How are are you? you? Look at you. You look fantastic. Thank you. It's great to see you and talk to you. Like, um, yeah, it's brilliant. Thanks for having me along. Kirsty, where are you calling us from? Where are you talking to us from? Where are you I, bunkered at? I am, in, I am in Glasgow, Scotland. So that's wow. the accent you're hearing right now. <laughs> Listen, before we get into anything else, one of the things I found you years ago just be, uh, with your social media. I have absolutely fell in love with your skill and your talent. You can do a South uh, from the America. You could do down in Alabama. You could do New York, New Jersey. (laughs) If you were going, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you were going to do New York, what would you sound like if you would do, if you were from New York right now? Like, oh God, I I haven't done New York for a long time, but like. I, I lived there for like I lived there for like uh, three years and like uh, spent a lot of time there and so you know most of the time people don't want to learn how to talk like with a New York accent they want to just do the standard American which is a little bit different I don't like to take it too far you know some people take it too really far and they talk about having a cup of coffee and they go to Long Island and they talk like that. I, yes. I think that's a step too far. I don't want to go too far with all Not things. too far. You know <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh. That Stacey, was great. I told you she has skills. Okay. This is what she did to me during the tour. She kept changing her accent. I didn't know who the hell was in the back. <laughs> that's so funny. Now, let me ask you something. If you're from, let's say, let's give us a Cockney accent. <clears throat> Raise one against done a lot, you know what I mean? Like, it's wide, it's out there, I don't take shit, I don't do the rhyming slang or nothing like that, but you know what I mean? Like, that's going down a different road altogether, you know what I mean? It's a wide, kind of more open kind of sound. I, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. You do voice coaching, right? I do, no. yeah. So a lot of accent and dialect work, so yeah. That's amazing. But it's not just it's not just that. I mean, it you know, you do I, I wrote it down because I didn't want to I didn't want to forget it. You've got presentation, skill training. I mean, I it's it's unbelievable to me, not to mention the acting part of it. Yeah. Like what tell us about yourself. How did you get into acting? Well, I fell in love with film and television. There was a huge part of my life where 
I wasn't really able to do a lot else except watch film and TV. And it was just a huge escape route for me. And I was like, people do this for a job. People get to do this every day. And then when I got into a situation where I was able to go back to school, I was like, right, I want to study acting. I want to, you know, go to drama school. And and that's the road I want to take. just from being an audience member at first, I wanted to be then on the other side of it. Because I saw the power of it, like the power of artistry. So especially we know with Rocky, for goodness sake, like the power that that has to affect and connect and move people and people feel seen and represented. And that's the power of artistry and storytelling is the way it connects with people. So I just wanted to to do that as much as I could. (laughs) These are the type of answers she was giving me on the tour. Okay. And and I'm I'm like that's the most eloquent way of putting it out there how this character has just washed over us. It's beautiful. I mean it 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 really is. Uh, I have to you I I before I get too far, I I made a comment on something you posted and I wanted to talk about this very quickly. Stacy, she was asking a question earlier today about anti-glare, reflective lenses. Okay, she got a pair of glasses. Yeah. As I was nominated for the world's greatest optician here in America, (laughs) I can tell you those that anti-glare coating works. Okay. It's absolutely brilliant. And here's why I know that. Because like you, I questioned it early on. You know, you're, you're always questioning the corporate line is, oh, anti-glare works. It only costs you 300 extra dollars. Right. And you can get it on all your glasses. All right, fine. And I thought, mm, I got a pair of glasses once without it. I'll never do it again. Oh. Night driving is horrible for me. The headlight glare alone, yep. it made it worth uh, getting it. The other thing is the computer screen. If you're writing, if you're doing um, interviews, if you're uh, even if you're not, whatever you're doing on a computer screen, it really reduces the eye strain. Now, you're still going to get eye strain, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be as bad. I am a big believer of it. And I haven't sold this crap for decades and I still <laughs> believe in it. I do. My wife is still in the business. And when I get a new pair of glasses every year, I get the anti-glare every year. So get it. Okay. Yeah. I, my, my eyesight is really good. Like, like I crystal clear. It's right. more because I spend so much time. Like I run a lot of coaching sessions online. So right. I'm on on a screen quite a a, a long period of time and i'm like does that then is that going to affect me for like neurological fatigue i'm getting i'm getting tired if i'm Mm -hmm. getting drained because of what it's taking to to be on the screen and what i'm getting from the screen so i was like and also then i just wanted to see if they suited me though as well because i don't need glasses so i was like hey guys what do you think All right, that's glasses. <laughs> Stacy. I, I have more things I want to ask her, but go ahead. What do you got? Well, you know, you're our, uh, our last episode as we close out Adrian month. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, we're going to ask you all the standard questions. What's your favorite Rocky movie and all those things, favorite Rocky quote and stuff. We'll get to those. But, you know, from you, I... I mean, the first thing I noticed when he he messaged me, oh, you got to get her on because, you know, you guys met on his tour, which he's gotten some amazing guests. And I pull up your your um, Instagram page and the very first word underneath your name is Rocky. I'm like, OK, <laughs> you win. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so that was awesome. But yeah. So, you know what? 
your favorite qualities about Adrian and, and how have you pulled that into your life? Oh, I was thinking about this because I knew that this was Adrian month and with other people talking about her, I started to watch the films again from that perspective, mm -hmm. just to see from her. And I think, I mean, my dog is called Adrian Bell. Yes. In the sake, you know, I think what it is for me is that the moments that you see her come into her own, where she finds her voice that's always been there, but she never felt able to express herself or articulate herself and yet she's so beautifully articulate mm -hmm. and she I think there's something about even from that moment where they go on the date in the ice skating rink and she's saying like oh you know my, my mother she said the opposite thing yeah and it's like what her the message that she was receiving from her mom from her brother she she was believing all of that so then when you have that argument when when Polly kicks off yeah. and they have that argument she's like you made me feel like a loser and I'm, and I'm not I'm not a loser and you see that moment where something in her is starting to realize herself a bit more and yeah. realize who she is and I think the more time goes on and we see through all the other films we sort of see her her grow in wisdom in strength and she's as much of a, a fighter as he is. Yeah. You know, and they're very on par with each other. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's really beautiful. And she's a voice of reason at times. Yeah. And she's a voice of question at other times. And we need that, you know, that moment on, on the beach in Rocky Three, he needed, it was her he needed to hear from yeah. at that time. So it's yeah. things like that in Rocky Five in the street when they have the argument, she's trying to reach him and connect him. It was her voice he needed at that time. So yeah. that's the power of relationships as well yeah. um, and how they are as a partnership. But yeah. what she is as a standalone person in that relationship and coming into her own, um, and and finding her voice and, and speaking her truth and speaking the wisdom that she has um, makes her such a wonderful character. Yeah, I love that. And I love your, your point about the beach and then again in Rocky Five. I think this is, speaks to an old post I did. I should probably repost it before uh, the end but of the month here. But, you know, women, I think just a little bit more have that sixth sense. I think that sixth sense can be just a, a, a little bit stronger. You know what I'm saying? And you can sense like on the beach, she's trying to get him to the truth of it. You know what I'm saying? And she's really pushing him. And then when she stands in between in Rocky five, when she stands in between Rocky and that, you know, that manager who's trying to like lure him in and, you know, she could see this is a bad deal long before Rocky could. And I just, I, I loved those things because I think as girlfriends or wives, we we do that with our boyfriends and husbands and say, gee, honey, why don't, why don't we pause here for a minute and really think this through? So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. You know, I've always thought, I've said this before, I said again, I've always thought men are like those old Jeeps in World War II that were in the mud, <laughs> yes. those old green Jeeps with no windshield and the long stick shift, right? And they're just grinding the gears, getting through. And women, emotionally and mentally, intellectually, they're Lamborghinis <laughs> compared to the Jeep. They, everything that represents the, the difference between the two, that's mm -hmm. it. 
you know, men are very utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Women, I mean, yeah, they're probably a little more emotional on the whole. I don't know. I'm pretty emotional too. But uh, on the whole, I do think women tend to be a little more emotional. But also, and I know emotions can screw up a decision, but there is still something that's uh, you can't quantify. It's an X factor, really, mm-hmm. that women possess. It's just an in, in, intuition. That's really what it is. And you guys yeah. nailed it. You, you, you nailed it with that. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Stallone said that about Jen too, about her intuition. Yeah. You know, sure. I remember that post from a while ago that uh, he's like, Oh, I, I should, yeah. I should have listened to her more than I had. <laughs> I, I think a lot of us feel that way. I mean, I mean, as a, um, all right, I'll speak for men since I'm the only man here. <laughs> so, I mean, it's right. We really should listen to our partners more because you know, if we're so emotionally involved, we're, we're so in it, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we can't see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, our partners, our, our our wives, they look at it and say, mm, all right, most of that looks pretty good. But you got this one thing over here. You got a blind spot. Let's yeah. let's just check on that for a minute. And and that's what Sue's done for me. And and I just I just think women in general. I mean, let's face it. The species would be dead <laughs> without women. All right. That's it. Really? We, need, you in? <laughs> we need the goyles. We need them. <laughs> Kirsty, how were you first introduced to uh to Rocky? What was the first um, time you heard about it? I'm pretty sure it was through my grandfather, to be honest. Um mm-hmm. my granddad was a huge cinephile and he just loved film and television. Nice. And I ended up I had to spend a lot of time at my grandparents' house as a kid, and the only the only rule was you had to watch whatever he was watching. You didn't get a choice. He didn't say, oh, what do you want to watch? It was like, this is what I'm watching. He's going to watch with me and that's it. But he had amazing taste. Yeah. Uh, and he introduced me to such great cinema mm-hmm. and television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was through him that I saw the first one. And then it just nice. went from there, um, wow. really. Um, yeah. So that was how I was first introduced to it. But... I took a, a personal relationship with the films pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, the the there was great there was just great power in them that because as a family we ended up just watching them over and over and over again. Yeah. And because there's all these little nuggets of wisdom in, in them, it became a way of family communication of if you're going through a hard time here's an example of this or here's an example of that and it Mm -hmm. became it became a philosophy in our household it became a language of how we would communicate you know um you know sometimes if you're feeling like through you know just needing to you don't you just don't feel like carrying on on a particular day things are hard it's like you know i'll do it tomorrow there is no tomorrow (laughs) the quotes would just come out and then and then on a deeper level for me I think just because um life threw me some some knocks you know and it was kind of like well how am I as a child as well like you're trying to make sense of things and I always made sense of things through film and tv because that was my route map that was my therapy in a way for a long time Mm -hmm. and so particularly those films they helped me make sense of a lot of things they helped me make sense of challenges you know and even life down to life's meaning I mean the flashback scene in Rocky Five and Mickey's talking about needing a you know we need a reason to go on Mm -hmm. you know um because when we don't have one you know we keep losing and losing till we think well what are, what have I 
what do I have to live? You know, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. You give me a reason. Mm -hmm. I got a reason. And so things, even just things like that, just being able to establish this relationship, a relationship with fears of failure, that, you know, going back to the beach scene, in Rocky Three, and she's like, you know, well, I'm afraid, and it's like, I don't want to lose what I've got, but it's like, well, at least you lose with no excuses, yeah. and I know you can live with that. And it's just constantly, the more you watch them, something else comes up at a different point in your life mm-hmm. because you're going through different things, and then you watch it from a different perspective, and you get another nugget of wisdom comes to you, you know. This, you know, the stuff in the basement. I'm dealing with stuff in the basement now. That's the age I'm at, you know? Yeah. Whereas, you know, as a kid, I was dealing with something else. And so it comes around at you, the different, the, the different films, they all hold something, you know, in each of them based on what the characters are going through in their lives. And then when you watch them again and what you're going through in your life and you can find a way to connect to it. That's what I found. And I found that really early as a kid as an adolescent, as a teenager as, as well, um, as a real source of support and guidance, mm-hmm. really, which is mm-hmm. quite an incredible thing when you look mm-hmm. at a, a series of films and you're saying, actually, if I watch that, I'm going to get something from that that's going to reconnect me with myself a bit here and and that I can actually use this and, and it gives me a bit of fight back, you know, when I need it. And, and the fact that I can now just pull that from my brain because I've watched them so many times, it's like, what, what nugget of wisdom is going to work in this situation? Yes. <laughs> yes. Stacey. Uh, oh, yeah. I, right. <laughs> I know. She, okay. So we, we aren't even needed. <laughs> We're going to XR out. Uh, you just keep talking, Chrissy, because you are exactly the type of person that I built my tour for. Hmm. Your love passion connection understanding sympathetic and empathetic Mm -hmm. nature towards this series this incredible uh uh giving beautiful series is uh, it's for you it is you are the prototype of the Mm -hmm. fan i had hoped to appeal to that i would hope i would be good enough to give a tour to and this is i love this i absolutely love this while we're on this very introspective vein. I want to I want to read something. And Stacy, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but it's okay. it's Kirstie's fault because she she really <laughs> went somewhere sooner than I thought. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm jumping on this. <laughs> All right, I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget it. On Instagram, you talked about letting go of the control that locks us up. Letting go is so difficult for some. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things that has burdened me since Mm -hmm. I was five Mm -hmm. of failure after failure, disappointment after disappointment on the surface. You, I would always play it. "Ah, Tomorrow's another day, but deep down, it just kept getting built and built and rooted deep roots. And it kept me in living in fear for most things. How did you let go? Where did you become so brilliant accepting and moving forward Ooh, you went there with a big question i did because i i'm so impressed with you okay so there's two parts to this really right good what i was actually talking about in that video is being able to 
let go of your attachment to or trying to control outcome because there is no you cannot control if you try to control the outcome you try to control something that is out of control right so this started from the the where I come from in my work as an actor as a coach and it's all about process because what I learned was that results are inevitable they're born out of process but if we fixate on the result we cannot be in process we cannot be present because we're outside of ourselves we're chasing something that's going to elude us all the time because i did it for so long in my own life and so it's that thing of being present was one of the biggest lessons for me i have to be present in my work i have to i have to be moment by moment by moment i have to trust the outcome is meant for me if i invest at least i lose with no excuses <laughs> at least i lose with no excuses and i can live with that and that's basically what it boils down to if i fail then there's a lesson in it there's some there's something to be gained from that failure it, it also tells me that the road is meant for something else don't get me wrong look that's not easy it's not like i feel and go ah, okay then that's not happening right right I right i will have my tears about it i will have my grief for it so the thing i learned was you have to grieve it and then you can let it go yeah if you try to just let it go what you actually do is bury it all the way down and it gnarls around like you're talking about and it's like it, you're holding on to it you're not there's not letting go if you grieve it let yourself feel for it and then you say release it and then have gratitude i have gratitude for what what's happened and what's meant because it means that this is where i am this is the truth of the situation this is the truth this is where the outcome has brought me so where can i go from here because there's there is nothing else there is nowhere else to go from but the biggest thing for me was that yeah at least i lose with no excuses i can't control the outcome but i can invest in the process and that will lead me to the outcome that it is meant for me because I've invested everything I have I've been as present as I possibly can be I've given everything I can to this whatever it may be and therefore if the outcome doesn't go my way there will be a lesson in it and there will be a greater path that I'm then meant for and I'll go and look for so I always look for how I'm moving forward again keep moving forward right Love so I'm always it. looking for how do I keep moving forward? And I can only, if I'm being held back by that which I'm attached to having lost, I'm not moving forward. I'm standing still. I'm stuck with the, with the trying to control an outcome that's gone and I can't, I, if I stay attached to something that don't work out, then I'm not moving forward. So it's it's that as well. So again, you see how I can just, we just bring in, the, it's all there and he's yeah. written it that way. and. How special is that? Kirstie, before you move on, I have to say that because this piggybacks what you just said. Uh, and so don't forget part two. So my father, dad, if you're watching, wake up. Mom, elbow dad in the recliner. Wake him up. Okay. All right. Give dad a few seconds. Right, dad, do you remember what you used to say to me as a kid a million times? You can't control what other people do. You can only control your reaction to what happens. That is a very broken down, simple one sentence to exactly what you said, Kirsty. My mm -hmm. father has that same philosophy. 
And like you said, it's not always easy to accept. No. You you're gonna you're gonna beat yourself up about it. You're gonna have those tears at bed, like you said, and, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna grieve. And I think that's so important. And I and that's another thing. Sly says all the time there is a lesson in failure. But the one thing he doesn't say is that it's okay to grieve through that that failure now what does grieving mean grieving means a lot of different things to everybody mm -hmm. sometimes we beat ourselves up for like two weeks 48 hours 10 minutes whatever it means go through your process like you said earlier whatever mm -hmm. your process is go through that work that process because i felt the same way i just had this conversation with sue yesterday i swear to god it was i i suffer from stress uh and this is kind of funny i get ibs which is funny to say out loud from stress, <laughs> yeah, because it's comical, you know. But uh, and what what happened is, is when I would think I wouldn't be on time for a afternoon tour, or I would feel I wasn't in the moment. To everything you said, being in the moment. Don't worry about the end of the tour when you're telling a Rocky story that was passed on to me. Mm -hmm. Tell that story with the passion that you have every single time, and then move on to your next story and mm -hmm. by the end of the tour you will have built something that's what you're doing with your career and that's that just blows me away that you're so in tuned on that i love that yeah but that's what you do on your tour i remember like that's what you do like you are present with people and you are more, and because the minute you really are care about what you're talking about and you know yeah. what you're talking about and you're talking with passion like yeah. you do you talk with such passion all the time it's really motivational yeah. it really really is that that's you getting present with people and you enjoy people your appreciation oh. of people is massive you can Love see them. it you can feel it and they get that and that's why they come back time yeah. and time and time again Beautiful. that's why i kept following you that's why i'm desperate to come back you know, i, I can't to wait to have you yet. back <laughs> like i'm so desperate it's why i like kept kept following what you were doing and yeah. And everything like that because you give that so there there are you have many many examples of when you have actually been fully present and yeah, in yeah. the moment with people it's so true it it, it really is and i just uh, i appreciate you saying that and uh, so many people can relate to that out there but and sometimes i think and stacy you probably know this is maybe better than anyone sometimes people can't put into words <laughs> what kirstie just said Okay, they, they're feeling what she felt, but they don't know how to say it. What say you? Yes, I this is oh, I'm like, okay, as case in point, it's in me. My point is in me. My thought, my vibe, the thing that I'm trying to get across, it stops right here. And then I'm struggling for my words and I can't deliver my point. And I'm watching you. She's like, Bam, bam, bam. You 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 deliver points like Rambo shooting up. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God. I, like if I got hit by a car, we have re, uh, like our replacement, like right here. Everything you have said, you said, you just, I, I'm, you're going to be my coach. I, you just got, <laughs> I, I'm like so blown away because I, everything you feel is everything I feel. And, but your delivery is, is what I want. You know what I'm saying? I get stuck. My words get stuck and I know how I feel, but I don't have the right words coming out of my mouth. It drives me crazy. And 
I'm just blown away. You're doing exactly what I wish I could do. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Well, you know, yeah. but it is my world. You know, that's my job. I'm a communicator, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like whether I'm acting, whether I'm coaching, whether I'm, you know, doing any kind of public speaking or whatever that is. Like I was talking before I was walking. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, I spoke my first word at eight months old. I didn't walk wow. until I was 18 months old. Yeah. So, you know, where I might be verbally, you know, articulate, physically, I'm the biggest klutz there is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, the, it's the yin and the yang. Yeah. But I do believe that it's all about connection and anybody can learn yeah. that connection to self. A lot of the time, people's articulation stops you know it can be many reasons sometimes it's just fear or anxiety or a belief they have about expressing themselves mm -hmm. and so it's definitely something mm -hmm. that everybody can do yeah and connect with mm -hmm. but mostly it's about there's different ways of expressing yourself as well though do you know what i mean it doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be in a verbal sense and people can pick up how you feel just because you live that honestly and authentically right so if you're feeling something and you have a, a passion about it and just by being who you are and being honest and authentic with that it will come out as it's meant to right Kirsty, it did because you may you may or may not know this but stacy is a brilliant writer we met because of her writing she wrote a script well i'm not going to say it now because I'm just not going to say what it is now, but she wrote a script that made me cry repeatedly uh, through throughout. It was maybe one of the most beautiful scripts that I had read in a long time. And so uh, I had I once I read the whole thing, I had I just picked up the phone and called her one day and I said, oh, my God, we we've got to become friends. We've got to become besties <laughs> and go shopping. BFS. <laughs> OK, so oh, it, so she you. has that. Mm -hmm. Stacy has that thing. Mm -hmm. that you're saying she has that and but i also and you probably understand this too kirsty writer's block or writer's stifling something gets mm. in the way you know yeah i and and i that i can write like if i'm pen in hand i can it'll pour out as easy as you're talking you know what i mean like through mm -hmm. my pen through yeah, uh, while i'm typing right, right. It, it just goes but when i have to open my mouth there's this I blank. I, I just don't even know. And I don't understand where it comes from. I don't, I don't care. So what, what's the state that you go in when you're writing? What's the physical state? You'll notice you'll have a different physical state. Your breathing will be different to when you go to speak. I almost what? feel, I almost feel unaware of myself. I almost, and the other thing, and I don't know if this sounds crazy, but sometimes I don't even feel like it's me because it flows so easy. And the ideas come so easy that I'm like, am I just a go-between between someone who's passed away and, and, want, and is desperate to get their story out or to say something? Because I'm like, where did that come from? Mm. I, I, I feel like some things aren't even me. Yeah. So you allow yourself free flow in writing. Absolutely. You give, I, yourself, I, I, yeah. you give yourself complete permission. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to speak, you don't give yourself the same level of permission, the same level mm -hmm. of free flow. Whether you write, whether you write it, or whether you verbalize it, it's your, it's in there. It's your expression. Mm -hmm. So, what if you just as a let's experiment? What if, what if you did an as if, right? As if. So the next time you write, you speak as you're writing. You speak mm -hmm. the words out as you're writing them. Mm -hmm. Then you learn the relationship between speaking and writing. Mm -hmm. That 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 it's there, and then. 
through speaking as if you go into the memory, the physical memory of your writing state. Okay, I understand, yeah. Because you'll notice actually then when you're writing where your breathing is, like how you're breathing, mm -hmm. does it slow down or you drop down or you completely relax and it ease? Whereas then when you go to speak, you said everything stops here. So I imagine your breath will rise up with you. Yeah. And there's a narrowing and a tension that happens. Absolutely. So what we're looking for is what happens in that release and that ease, right? Mm -hmm. So then if you can take yourself into that physical state as if you're writing it and then it's changing the relationship. Yeah. So you build a bridge, first of all, with the relationship. So you start with the writing and speaking as you're writing, like you're dictating it. Oh. You know? Okay. Oh my gosh. And that connects like to the away. process. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, she's amazing. Wow. And Michael. then you start to transfer it. So it, take, it takes a little bit of time. It's just that you've got two different relationships going on. You've got a relationship that you allow in writing but you've got a different relationship when speaking, when actually if we go into the mechanics of speech and expression, the me there's, no, there's no difference. It's just that your relationship to each one mm -hmm. is different and that's what creates the block. Wow. So change the relationship, <laughs> you change the outcome because you're changing the process. Wow. It's just an idea to try. No, so I, I, I and then kind of go from there and you'll, you'll notice if you start looking and framing your discussion, Mm -hmm. In the same way you frame your writing process, you're you completely allowed that same level of free flow and expression, and, and I guarantee it would be most welcomed. Right. Yeah. Stacy's just I, fallen I, intellectually I, in love with you. Yeah. I I, I I know. I need a, I need to recover for a minute. <laughs> you, you recover. All right, Kirsty. You said you had two parts to that question about yeah. letting go. What was the second part? Oh, the second part, because, well, I, I'd said it was about my work, right? But then I did sort of just bleed into life because I, I arrived at it through what my work needed from me. But then I learned the relationship with life and how actually it's all part of my experience. So what I'm able to do in work, I then had to transfer to life. Wow. And because I couldn't really be effective in or in the way that I wanted to be in life because I was holding on to a hell of a lot. Yeah. I was holding on to a hell of a lot. And then I was like, but I don't do that in this scenario or that scenario. I'm te a, a friend of mine said to me, we teach that which we are wanting to learn ourselves. And I thought, oh, that's so that's so switched on for me because yeah. here I was working with people as a coach or working with young actors and I'm coaching them how to be present and how to be process motivated and all the rest of it. And then I'm able to really do that in my work, but I was not doing that in my life. I just was not, I was holding wow. on to stuff. I wasn't allowing a grieving process. I wasn't letting go. Therefore I wasn't able to move forward. Yeah. So, it's it for me that was the two parts of it that video initially i was really talking about my process and work but it's it's so transferable oh my god yeah to life and whenever, so that's, oh yeah yeah whenever i hear someone talk about letting go i say oh there there's you've got my attention mm -hmm. uh one of my all-time favorite shows is lost 
which was on ABC. I don't know if you remember. They were on a lost island. Mm. Great, great, great television show. And it's it boils down to letting go. Letting go of that which holds you back, which anchors you. Let go and move forward. And I, it was at a time in my life where I was holding. It was horrible, and I, I needed that. And and uh, it was also at the time when uh, when Balboa came out, and I had this group of friends who I didn't know who just saw something in me I certainly never saw. And uh, so, uh, but letting go—that's where you get me. And I, I saw when you put that out, and I thought. She's got to talk about that. I'll kill her if yeah. she doesn't. Right. She has to talk. So, but I think I think the biggest part that I did learn is that you want to acknowledge it first. The yeah. grief, the grieving bit that I talked about, that to me has been the biggest lesson I've learned. And only really very recently in the last few years of my life have I learned that. It's like, because yeah, yeah. I would either go one or two ways, I would just bury that deep and it would just be so, totally suppressed. Or I would really try to just you can't let it go until you've grieved it it'll hang around because you've not let it breathe you've not felt it you've not acknowledged yourself and how you feel about it and then once you've done that it doesn't really it doesn't really need to to be living inside you anymore it can yeah. then be released and, and let go of yeah you know Kirstie, when you i'm curious when you're talking about men in grieving and letting go and women in grieving and letting go I find it interesting that that Mike noticed that Sly, everything he said about, you know, there's success and failure, there's lessons and failure, but Mike noticed he didn't say grieving. D do you, when you're having the grieving conversation with men, do you feel like you have to approach it differently than when you're talking about that with women? I wouldn't articulate it any differently. Mm -hmm. But I would let, I would probably let, in terms of a male response to that, mm -hmm. I recognize that it might take certain men, not all, I mean, this is the thing, we're all individuals here, but with, right. with certain, right. I suppose certain men might take them longer to be comfortable mm -hmm. even communicating about that, depending on how open they are, depending how, on how comfortable they are with vulnerability, right. depending on how conditioned they are to being strong and mm. what, what the definition of strong actually is. And, and yeah. in that sense of, you know, brushing past it and moving, you know, forward moving and, and mm. all of that. I mean, I don't doubt that. I mean, I don't, I've never spoken to Sylvester Stallone, so I don't know, but I don't doubt that he's had his feelings about stuff. Yeah. Um, whether, and feelings about failures. I just don't, he might not be expressing those feelings outwardly or publicly. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, he strikes me as the type of person that's very self aware and, yeah. you know, probably does, probably, you know, I imagine he might allow himself to feel things before he moves on, but I don't know. Oh no! Oh, you're right. No, no, no. You're dead on right. Yeah. I'm telling you, I have been hanging on every word the man has said for the last fifty years. I, I thought he is a very introspective guy. He's mm -hmm. a very emotional man, and mm -hmm. and to your point, he is very, very self-aware, self mm -hmm. very much mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. very much mm -hmm. so. 
Um, it's just, I just remember, and I know a lot of times, uh, Sly, if you're watching, I'm not beating you up here. I'm <laughs> saying, I know a lot of times you have to get to the meat of what it is you're talking about because mm -hmm. people on social media, they are only watching for so long. Even it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just limited time span. So I get why he does that. And, and, uh, I, I would be interested in hearing his thoughts on that. You know what his thoughts is his grieving process, because we all know uh, from what we've read, what we've seen over the years, mm -hmm. Sly has had to go through his own grieving process. And yeah. it's very private. And he doesn't mm -hmm. have to kind of, right? It's very private. He doesn't have to talk so much about the things, but just, I think he would help a lot of people by yes. just saying there yes. is grieving. Yeah, but I think that is a very difficult thing. When you start to talk about it, then you might have to start to explain your own your own feelings and then yeah. that can hit on something that's very raw for you. So a lot of people might do their grieving in private rather than of course. in public. And it presents itself in many different ways. It's not the same for everyone in terms of, and also the level of that and what we're talking about. And what do we mean by grieving? Because we always, we associate grief with, you know, the loss of life, right? right. But there are many smaller minute what i call i guess miniature griefs over other things uh you know things that we've wanted in life and not achieved or things that we've um felt that we failed at so what i'm what i tend to mean as well by by grieving it is just essentially feeling whatever it is you feel about whatever it is that you're going through and not dismissing yourself and not dismissing your feelings and not shutting them down and shutting them out. I'll think a lot of the time, you know, for such a long time, we've been taught to um, what's a positive feeling and what's a negative feeling and what we should um, hold and regard and what we shouldn't and what we should get on with really quickly. And, you know, as a, as a way of healing is to close the door on certain things. And actually, there's no process to that, you know, whereas if you just for me anyway, I find it really helpful. If I feel it, I can release it. If I try to bury it and disregard it and ignore it, it's just going to show up somewhere else in my life or my body or somewhere else. Amazing. And so I think everybody will have their own experiences with that and it will manifest in, in a very unique and individual way for each person. And some people are more comfortable talking about their feelings than others. You know. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's very true. Stacy, before we move on, anything else on this topic? We don't have enough time. <laughs> we don't, we don't have enough time. We, don't. we could go quite long. This, this uh, is the problem with me when you get a talker on, right? This is we my love life. that. No, this is this is great. I mean, you. Oh, I I can't get my point. Brilliant, I, I, brilliant I, comes to mind, Stacy. No, brilliant, brilliant. And, and, and just again the delivery, but but you know the sweetness, like in Rocky, how you just connect so emotionally, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. it's like right there and you just, it, your chest is full and your heart is full and, and you uh, radiate that same thing, mm -hmm. that, that, that emotional connection. You're very transparent and you get right to the heart of the matter in the sweetest way. And I'm just like, 
wow. I'm just, oh. yeah, no, just <laughs> beautiful. The, the, the similarity there. I'm like, of course she loves Rocky. She exudes that same yeah. uh, softness, uh, but yet pain. You know what I'm saying? When you're discussing pain and when, oh my gosh, when, when Rocky's crying and, you know, the beast is inside and oh. just, you know, though you, you communicate in such a raw, soft, yet soft way. I see that we need to practice. I'm just going to stop talking. Not at all. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm just like, wow. I have yeah. some connections, uh, Kirthy, and I'll be uh, uh, promoting you to sainthood. So, <laughs> yes. Rocky sainthood. Yeah, yes. exactly. In the Rocky community, you're going to get your halo and your oh, rings. All well, right. Thank so, you. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you, my yeah. friend. Okay. Wow. All right, yeah. listen, let's move on because uh, I don't want to hold you up all day. I got a few more things I want to talk about. One thing in particular that I absolutely admire about what you're oh, yeah. doing is the Yo Adrian Rescue. Yeah. Would you tell mm. us a little bit about, no, a lot about the Yo Adrian Rescue? So she is my absolute world now. I rescued her um, almost, yeah, just over two years ago now. Uh, about two and a half years ago and so in wanting to get a dog I was like no I have to get a rescue I don't want to buy this whole adopt don't shop so I found this really wonderful organization the wild at heart foundation and it was like a dating website for dogs I swear <laughs> what they do what they do is they ask That's you about great. your lifestyle they ask you what you do for a living what your lifestyle is where you live you have to you know you have to and then they match you basically they match you with the dog that they feel is the right dog for you oh. in your home you see mm -hmm. because different breeds of dog and different you know types of dog and and their nature is going to suit different environments so they matched me with adrian and i just kind of knew right away that she was the one for me and the thing with her was because i was like i want to give her i want to name her they had a name for her already but i wanted to change it. i wanted us to start fresh and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah she was only eight months old when she came to me nice mm -hmm. and she she did the the, the the big eyes and she was so sweet but she was so shy and so scared and, but I knew she was smart. I just knew how smart she was. And I went, you're Adrian. You are gonna come into your own. You're gonna find your voice. You are so smart. And we are a partnership and we're gonna be a partnership together. And also I just wanted to shout, yo Adrian. And I do that and I'm like, well, I'm just calling my dog, you know? That's fine. I can do that. Yeah. And then on, if she's been a bit naughty, she'll get her full name, you know, Adrian Balboa, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, now she's in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, so I am that dog mom that set up an Instagram for her. But I did that so that I could promote the adopt, don't shop thing. Right. I really right. think if, you know, people are going to take a dog on, it's the most rewarding thing you can do is to take on a rescue. Now, don't get me wrong, it's hard work and they come with issues and mm -hmm. it takes a lot of rehabilitation and socializing and, and them and, and all of that because she was terrified of everything. She didn't want to go past the front door. So it's building a trusting relationship and a bond with her, but the, the what you get back from that is just, it's the most rewarding thing. So she's my everything 
No, yeah. She's my absolute world. I love her so much. How old is she? So she's three now. So, because she came to me when she's eight months. So I've had her for, yeah, just over two and a half years. So she'll be, she'll be four. She turned three in January. Well, that's what they estimated her birthday as is January. So Uh, what type of what breed? So I don't know her full breed. They told me she was a Saluki cross because she's much smaller than a Saluki, but she's definitely a sight hound. Okay. So she's, she's definitely a hound and other than that, I'm not sure. I was maybe gotcha. going to get one of those DNA things for her to try and find out. But yeah, she's mo- all of her tendencies are pretty hound-like tendencies. So, gotcha. I didn't know they had doggy DNA tests. Yeah, you can. Tr- you can. Yeah, you can find out so you can get a sense of like what her breeding is, like what what she's crossed with. I don't know how oh. accurate they are, though, to be honest. But she's the cute. She's got this little weird wonky ear that sort of flaps about, <laughs> and she just looks at you like that, you know, when you're talking. And yeah, yeah. she's cute. I'm gonna yeah. pop in pictures here uh, along the way. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. She's so cute. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing, Kirsty. We could talk with you for probably twelve to thirteen days, <laughs> right? And, and I would let you. <laughs> I really would because I think all, even though Stacy, I know sometimes Stacy will tell me like off on the side, she'll say, "Oh, I'm not that big of a talker, or whatever." But she really is a talker. She's a very good talker, and I'm definitely a talker. And you are never oh, a talker. <laughs> That's what Stacy and I always wanted with this. Someone just like you. And we've had several guests kind of like that. But Stacy and I, you and I feel, I mean, she's yeah. the best. Best talker we've Listen, come on I'm, now. I'm telling you. Yes, no, I'm telling you. Getting your, Thank you. Getting your Rocky Wings and Halo, no doubt about it. <laughs> Kirsty, before we let you go, Stace, anything you want to ask her before I ask her my last question? Uh, I just wanted to make one comment. It's very interesting what you said about we teach. How did you say it? We teach what we're not getting to. We teach that which we want to learn ourselves. Yeah. So I have been accused of this. I, you know, I, with my friends and they're like, you know, you give beautiful advice and you don't take it yourself. And I'm like, yeah, they're right. They're right. And so that, that hit, I just, yeah. Why don't we take our, why don't we take our own advice, Kirsty? That that is also a very large question. Um, But I think it's a worth, I think it's a worthwhile question. I mean, I'm just, I'm just coming to real realizations with this myself, to be honest, it's still a work in progress. Gotcha. So I recently discovered a book by this amazing woman. It's called The Kindness Method. It's by this woman, Sharu Azadi. And so I've started that and she asks that very question. Wow. So, um, because it's something that she learned herself and it's, yeah, it's, I'm only in the beginnings of this book, but I, like, I think, like, I love to take wisdom from other people. You know, yeah, you guys yeah. are complimenting me a lot, saying, oh, you're so great and everything. But yeah. no, it, you. I love to learn from other people and I'm constantly looking to, you know, for, for that wisdom where I can get it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, when I really figure out the answer to that question, I'm hoping it's, it's at the end of this book. I'll let you know. In 50 yeah. years, 
people are going to forget about Mother Teresa and they're going to have Mother Kirsty. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is because a person like you soaks up that wisdom uh, just more, I think, than the average individual, certainly more mm -hmm. than, than I do. There's a lot, lot to learn there. Mm. Definitely. You're also, I think I'll speak for both of us. You're, you're far more evolved than both of us, Mike and I, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that's why, you know, you're, you're looking to the people who inspire you, who you might feel are, you know, further down the evolution, <laughs> you know, spiritual evolution, whatever, you know, emotional, but uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely more evolved than either of us. Yeah, I mean, I still try to figure hey. out. I, I still can't remember how many ibuprofen is too much. Is it, <laughs> is it three or is it four? What's the max ibuprofen you can take for a backache? Okay. How does Velcro work? This is where my brain is. At. How can I peel an onion without crying? Okay. okay this is it. How bad on the banana does it have to be black before I throw it out? Right. That's where I'm at. Right. Kirstie, you're like in another freaking planet, Level. man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Awesome. Exactly. All right. Uh, here's the big question. This is something that has fascinated me for decades. Kirsty, you find yourself in an elevator with Sylvester Stallone for 30 seconds. What do you say to him? I knew you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> I just knew you were going to ask me that question. And the best I could come up with, because I thought about it, is I couldn't say any more than thank you. Beyond that, like it's all in those two words. Thank you. Seriously. Because it's a gift you've created that will go on long after, long after he's gone, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that is a gift beyond anything that could ever be qualified or quantified you cannot possibly put that into words any more than thank you for the gift thank you for the gift that saved my life many times truly okay you know? I, I, what, I, what more do you need to say i mean even, that's it. even even the delivery of only two words is somehow yeah. richer in 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 yeah, but if I got on if I got on a lift with him, though, I would be crying hysterically through that probably. <laughs> I did that. I actually did cry. Yeah, it was at it was at Radio City Music Hall when he was signing the Sly Moves. So I was cool while we were signing. Yeah. Outside, I'm cry I'm leaning against one of those giant like 10 foot round New York City cement planters, okay, with their own plants. And I'm crying like horribly on Fifth Avenue. And Sue's hugging me. It's just like, I'm like this horrible homeless person crying. It was so, I get it. I, I get it. It's it's amazing. Kirsty, you have been the absolute best guest guess we have ever had. And um, you, you should take that with a, a serious note because uh, you're, you're amazing. You're absolutely fantastic and i would love to get you back on again in uh down the road just to pick your brain a little more just about life because yeah. i think i need it oh wow anytime no right back at both of you you guys are amazing you know <laughs> this has been an absolute privilege just to be here and talk Aww. to you guys honestly um i really appreciate it i was so excited when you asked me i couldn't believe that i was like me <laughs> for real hell yeah <laughs> Uh, honestly, so thank you so much. Really. The next time you have to do the whole interview from New York. 
Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Yes. <laughs> okay, my friend. Kirsten, we love you very much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and you. always keep punching. Punching. Yes. punching. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Do you want to say you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go I, first. It's just the 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 emotional. I don't see. I need to call her. I need ten lessons before I can ever speak again. I she just. I can't. I've already said it. The 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 richness in her her delivery of her point, right. the emotional delivery. I, I just. I'm blown away by her. I, I'm yeah. really speechless because she matches that feel. Like when you leave the Rocky movies you're you you're, you're stirring in your heart you know what i'm saying she does the same thing just by talking yep a am i crazy like i am like no. wow no and and it, this goes for people watching this goes for our core group of fans anybody who's new that's been watching uh, started watching please on this episode this is important please write us doesn't have to be long I, I get it. Everybody's busy. It mm -hmm. takes an extra 12 seconds to write something. Just write something about your thoughts on, on Kirsty on this one, because I, there's just something a little bit different about her. Mm -hmm. Just write us. Let us know what you thought about um, her thoughts, because, yeah. you know, I just think a person like that should be encouraged to kind of spread the positive gospel of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so much negativity in the world today. Very yeah. diverse place we're living and yeah. someone like i think kirsty comes along i think it's very positive for people i think it's a good thing and and she she says my point exactly every single movie has its very special specific message and depending on where you are in your life yep you can pluck out those moments that you didn't notice at 10 but you do notice at 50 yep. you know she, i mean perfectly stated and so exactly. and then she's living that and then she's exuding that just she radiates she's beautiful just yeah. a lovely lovely woman mm. yeah she's she's a plus she's uh yeah. she's a plus before we get out of here i got two things i want to talk about and yes you got anything else you want to talk about that's cool too so the first <laughs> thing i want to say stacy your your name in black and yellow looks pretty mm. good right stacy yeah, that, that looks good okay i'm just i'm just making sure yours looks good let's see what is what does mine say did anyone notice my name air quotes binky last week very unobservant i don't know no. maybe we were just so captivating that they didn't read maybe, your name maybe <laughs> nobody nobody said anything last week about my name being binky what's wrong with you people <laughs> you call yourself rock stallone fans <laughs> So Jeez. what are we going to do about this, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. This is more troubling than the spinoff series to me. The third spinoff, uh, the third episode of the spinoff series. This is right. more troubling, and I don't mm. know how to deal with this. Now, one fan, so-called fan, looked at this and said something. No, I know you guys are all big Rocky fans, but <laughs> what's Binky got to do with the price of beans? I'm telling you, think about it, people. It's yeah. a big trivia question. You will impress the hell out of me if you know why Binky is significantly involved with Sylvester Stallone. All right. That's that. Enough chastising the audience. <laughs> 14 people that watch us. So, okay. So, no, no, no. We're, we're growing. We're, we're doing okay. So, 
I, I had this other thing I was going to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about that. That's next week. Stacy, next week, remind me to talk about my 20,000 pitchers. Rem- okay. Remind me 20,000 pitchers. Okay. I- I'm going to circle that. That's going to be next. So I guess it was three things that I was going to talk about. Uh, are you aware, Stacy, that on Amazon, yes. there is a Rocky Balboa store? Boom. Here's how you get there, folks. You're going to go there. You're going to type in the Creed store. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do, it's a little tricky. It's kind of buried right now. They're not promoting it. But I got the okay from the world's greatest artist, John Rivley, to put this out there. And I'll tell you why he's connected in just a second. So you're going to follow our link. Stacy's going to put the link up where you can uh, hyperlink. I think that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll go right here. And then you're going to scroll down and you're going to see this. Shop the Rocky store. Now, I would reverse it. Yeah. The Rocky store. And then I would put the word I just said before (laughs) that. But whatever. (laughs) It's here. So click on shop the Rocky store. And Stacey, just throw up a few little screenshots we took. So my husband's going to kill you for showing me this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I should have enlarged it. But here's the thing. John Rivoli. These are all John Rivoli's art. Okay, this is art. Am I using that in the right tense? John Rivoli's art, not John yeah. Rivoli's arts. John Rivoli's that... artworks. <laughs> I don't know. Artworks. See, <laughs> thank God one of us has a brain. Here we go. John Rivoli's artwork. Look at that one right there on the right hand side. Good Lord, I'm going to order that as soon as we get done recording this. I'm telling you. Here we go. We got love for the girls. I mean, they're beautiful, right? All of this is John Rivoli's work being put in here. On top of John's work, you've got even more other things. I think there's a link here for contenders. You can buy the Clubber Lang and the Rocky cardboard cutout that I used to have over my shoulder. I moved it to the gym. You can buy that. There's lots of stuff. I haven't even gotten through all the pages. So please give that a look. And I also want you guys to jump on the Sly Stallone shop. Sly Stallone shop. Sly has taken some great care to really put the best of everything he has learned about what fans want out there on this website. You got to check it out. They got everything. Mm -hmm. You can get action figures. You can get the Rambo knives, T-shirts, boxing shorts, the robes, the boxing gloves, the fedora. You can buy anything and everything. Thunderlips cape, the tiger jacket. Over my look. I mean, look at this thing. When I was. 15, I would have murdered 80 people to get this jacket. I love that tiger jacket. So please go see this stuff, okay? And you got to see John Rivley over at Icons and Art because he's got a whole bunch of different things. He's got some yeah. stuff on Amazon. He's got some stuff on the Slice to Loan Shop, and he's got all over on his Icons and art. Art. Yeah. Wow. And that was a mouthful. I got noticed that my love painting is in the mail. So I'll have nice. that next week. Yay. You're going to have it. So I will show you mine. I went over. So the printer, I, I don't know why I'm saying this. I just, I want to name drop John Rivoli and the printer here. Okay. So <laughs> literally two miles down the street is his printer where oh. he does his giclés and he does oh, uh, the non giclés. I guess they're just called prints. And so he has them there. Uh, and they would send them UPS. Mm-hmm. So I said, John, <laughs> just can, tell yeah. the printer, let me know when it's done, and I'll just run down the street and pick them up. So right. I got my love painting uh, just two days ago, and and I, 
I don't want to say I wasn't going to order it. I was going to order it eventually because there's other ones I want. But Sue said, I want that love painting. Yep. Order it, fool. <laughs> so, okay, got to get it. So she's going to pick out her frames. Anyways, we will have dueling love pictures next week. Nice, nice. <laughs> Stacy, anything we missed? We're good. This is this was a this was extra. This was yeah. extra. This, this was, was a great. good one. Mm -hmm. This was great. Uh, just I want to thank everybody, all the Rocky fans yeah. out there that follow us, comment. Uh, even if there are people that don't follow us and eventually will follow us, we love them all. Rocky fans are absolutely amazing, and they come in all varieties. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, we just love this bubble. It is a hundred times more than i ever yeah right dreamed it would be yeah yeah, yeah agreed sure. agreed daisy keep keep punching, punching. <laughs>